Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago. And I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, there's loads of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And my friends, the listeners of The Art of Being Well, we are doing a little book giveaway if you are interested. Go on over to Apple Podcast and rate and review The Art of Being Well, and then leave your Instagram handle in your Apple Podcast review. And then if you want to, you can message me over on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole and say that you left a review. And I'm going to be giving away free signed books of one of the three books. And you can pick whichever book that you want. I'll sign it and make it out to whoever you want, if it's for you or for a loved one. Yeah, so go rate and review The Art of Being Well at Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get to today's guest. She is a dear friend of mine, brilliant colleague. Her name is Dr. Whitney Bow. She is the medical director of Integrative Dermatology, Aesthetics, and Wellness at Advanced Dermatology. In addition to being a distinguished research scientist, and a thought leader in her field. She is one of the most in-demand dermatologists in the world and has lent her expertise to programs like Good Morning America, The Rachel Ray Show, The Doctors, Dr. Oz, as well as publications like The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Allure, InStyle, Vogue, Elle, Reader's Digest, and Oh, The Oprah Magazine. Stay tuned through the entire conversation because at the end, of my conversation with Dr. Bo, I answer another one of your burning health questions in an Ask Me Anything. All right, this is Dr. Whitney Bo's Art of Being Well. My friend, how the heck are you? It's been too long. 
It's been way too long. I'm hanging in there. I'm doing okay, but my day just got even better now that I hear your voice. So I'm so excited (laughs) for our conversation. Thank (laughs) you. So I want to talk about your work and the education. I love following you on social media, especially because you just teach me so much about skin health, but you really are bringing the best of of conventional healthcare with with really health and wellness as well as well was that has wellness always been a passion of yours like can you tell me your evolution with wellness as well as how you implement that into your practice and for people online too yeah absolutely so i really honestly think that my just a complete fascination with this concept and this this drive towards achieving you know optimal health and wellness really started with the fact that i was fighting for my life when I was 10 years old. So I I went on a family vacation to the Caribbean and I had some conch chowder and everyone in my family got sick. You know, they got a little diarrhea Uh and I got really sick. And when I came back, you know, to the States, I was hospitalized and I ended up having, it was, I had a parasite, but the doctors didn't know exactly what it was at the beginning. So they sort of assumed that it was a bacterial infection mm-hmm. and they treated me with, you know, broad spectrum antibiotic after broad spectrum antibiotic. And they basically decimated and wiped out my healthy commensal bacteria in my gut, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they created dysbiosis and they left this wide opening for C. diff, which is a harmful or pathogenic strain to take over. So I ended up with a, an awful case of C. diff colitis which again, still, they, they did, took them a while to figure out what it was. And, you know, so I was in and out of the hospital for, for an entire year, genuinely fighting for my life. And I remember one of the residents actually um, at my bedside just took a little bit of extra time with me. And, and she was explaining to me, you know, in, in kid terms, right? She's like, well, there are good bacteria and there are bad bacteria. And, you know, there's a balance. And, and when we kill off the good ones, you know, sometimes the bad ones can take hold and can do harm and we have to give you back that balance. So we're working on that with you now, we're, we're trying to work on, on achieving that balance. And I, ever since then, I've just been so fascinated with the microbiome, this concept of like symbiotic relationships and how different organisms can sort of, you know, live on and within one another in this, this living, breathing very complicated ecosystem and how that balance is so integral to our overall health. Mm-hmm. And of course the health of our skin, because that's the field that I chose dermatology. Mm-hmm. Great. And and that, the title of your book just says it all. I guess we can really get a nice, beautiful segue into the skin microbiome, but the book is called The Beauty of Dirty Skin. Great title, like t- attention grabbing, but very important. Like can you, what made you, what's the the meaning behind that title? Yeah. So, so the beauty of dirty skin is this sort of concept that we're covered in trillions of microscopic organisms, right? So even when you step out of the shower and you think you're, you're clean, <laughs> quote unquote clean, you know, we have to sort of redefine clean because, you know, I think that we sort of went through this period where we all were obsessed with, uh, with just getting ourselves really hygienic and we sort of embrace this, the germ theory, right? That all bacteria are bad and we need to scrub down our counters and scrub down our skin, you know, and there was this huge trend towards actually scrubbing and exfoliating and brushing our skin. So, you know, the Clarisonic was huge, the face brushes and people were scrubbing away and, and they wanted that squeaky clean feeling. And, 
you know, that's that's partially responsible for why we're we're seeing this sort of epidemic of chronic skin conditions, because in the process of trying to achieve that squeaky clean environment and squeaky clean feeling, we ended up really damaging a lot of the healthy bacterial strains on our skin and even in our gut. And as a result, we sort of set ourselves up for this, this chronic low-grade inflammation. And, and we're seeing that manifest you know, in terms of you, you speak all the time so beautifully and eloquently about, you know, how, how a, a disrupted microbiome and a disrupted, you know, gut microbiome and dysbiosis can impact your immune system and, and can contribute to autoimmune diseases and metabolic syndrome and obesity and, you know, other types of neurologic issues as well. From my perspective in the office, what I'm seeing is whether it's the gut microbiome that's disrupted or the skin microbiome that's disrupted, I'm seeing that really play out in terms of mm -hmm. seeing more and more cases of eczema, psoriasis, acne, rosacea, and even just premature aging, just accelerated aging, mm -hmm. where people are just seeing more fine lines, wrinkles, dilated pores, you know, tone texture is off. And and a lot of that, you know, of course it's multifactorial, but a lot of it, you know, the, the reason that we're seeing so much of it right now is partially and largely attributed to the fact that we are messing up our microbiomes. <laughs> so, yeah. so the beauty of dirty skin and the book really sort of took a very deep dive into the gut microbiome, into the skin microbiome, the science, what we know about it. And it also really focused on um, an area that I'm very passionate about, which is how nutrition affects the skin. So, Will, when I when I was in training, I was taught that diet has no effect on your skin. So I and I like it was in my textbooks, my mentors, the giants in my field. We're talking about like Albert Kligman, who developed Retin A, right, is standing in front of me when I was at the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, and he's lecturing and teaching us that if a patient comes to us as dermatologists and says, you know, I, I think that what I'm eating might be impacting my skin. What do you think? Should I be maybe cutting out certain foods or adding certain foods? Well, we were supposed to dismiss that as myth wow. and hand them a prescription most of the time for an antibiotic. Wow. And that's what I was taught. That was actually what I was taught in my dermatology residency and in medical school. And that's what all of our resources said. That's what all of our, the most reputable websites, the most reputable you know, journal articles and our textbooks, they all said diet has no impact on the skin, which is wild. So of course, you know, I, I didn't see that. I didn't experience that personally. I wasn't seeing that with my patients. So you know, I approached my chairman at the time, Dr. Alan Shalita, and I said to him, like, look, you know, I, I kind of want to I want to speak out about this. I want he's like, look, Whitney, if you're going to do this, you got to do it right. You know, you, you got like if you're going to take on the giants in our field, like you better do this right. So I wrote this very, very controversial paper that came out in our top dermatology journal, and it was called Diet and Acne. And it became the groundbreaking paper that really just changed the way that we all started thinking about this. And believe me, I wasn't, I wasn't well-received at the beginning. <laughs> like, I, I remember lecturing. Oh my goodness. I had, a, there was a lot of skepticism. There were a lot of critics out there because, you know, people are down on what they're not up on. You know, it's not part of our traditional, you know, medical training to learn about nutrition and the immune system and how all this sort of works together. So here I am like translating articles from, you know, other languages, looking outside my field, looking at, you know, what, what's, what's published in the field of gastroenterology, what's published in the field of nutrition, you know, thinking outside of my little silo of dermatology and 
you know, and coming out with this paper. And then over the years, though, I have to say, like, you know, year after year, people were coming around more and more. Other publications were coming out supporting what I was saying. You know, and all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, the dermatologists are now saying to me at the end of my lectures, they're lining up like, can you give me like a handout? You know, something that I can, you know, give to my patients to help them because, you know, what you're saying is something I'm seeing in the office. Like, how can I educate them and what can I do? And and now we've come like full circle. All of our textbooks are revised. All of our websites are revised. I I got an award from the president of the American Academy of Dermatology for my work in this field. And, And now finally dermatologists are accepting the fact that nutrition and diet affects the skin. Like, hallelujah. (laughs) I shamefully didn't know that. I did not know that you went through, what year was that? When did you write that? that So I graduated from my residency in 2011 and I wrote that paper my first year. So it was probably published around like 2010 in the JAD and the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology. Yeah. I think about these past 10, 11 years, like back to that time when I was, when I was in, I was seeing patients in functional medicine, how much the world has changed in healthcare. Like it was seen as radical that we could, that food impacted as much things as it does, or like the the things that we do in our life. Do you get any, I mean, it must be feel good to be vindicated on, on, on that level, doesn't it? It, it really does, but I have to say it's still an uphill battle. Okay. Because, you know, still not everyone is fully educated on this topic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll use a term like leaky gut and leaky skin, which we should totally get into because yeah. I do believe that there is leaky skin. And I take a very evidence-based approach to things. So I, you know, when I when I speak and when I give advice and counsel my patients and when I'm lecturing to other physicians, like I'm really thinking about the literature. I'm going into PubMed, I'm taking a deep dive. I've published personally over 50 peer-reviewed publications and book chapters. You know, I'm a total dork. I studied <laughs> logistic regression and you know, I, I I've I've done, you know, I studied at the Center for Clinical Epidemiology and Biostatistics at the University of Pennsylvania. Like I'm a researcher and scientist at heart. So when I make a recommendation, it's incredibly evidence-based, but there's still this this gap. There's still, you know, I just was the co-chair of a conference called the Gut Skin Connection, where I paired up with some other docs and, and some of the leaders and pioneers in this field. And we spoke to other dermatologists about the real science behind how the gut and the skin are connected. And even, you know, even with efforts like that, I still can't say that it's sort of a mainstream accepted concept in my field, simply because quite honestly, I feel like there's, it's very challenging to keep up with all of the literature as it is. It's, It's very challenging to keep up with your CMEs, you know, your credits and most docs, most dermatologists who take insurance, our traditional model, you know, we're taught to sort of put out fires. We're taught to wait until, you know, psoriasis, acne, eczema is so bad that then we need to sort of, you know, come out with the big guns, right? And we're also not compensated when it comes to sort of the traditional insurance, you know, systems. We're not com- we're not really compensated and incentivized to sit down and counsel and educate and take more of a preventive and prophylactic and holistic approach. And so dermatologists are not necessarily motivated to master these concepts and and these topics and stay abreast of them. Mm -hmm. So, so yes. So in, in a way it is very, you know, it's, it's humbling and wonderful that I was a part of this and that I I sort of of saw it before everyone accepted it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and now it's being accepted and, and it really is incredibly fulfilling to see that. 
but at the same time, I still feel like it's, it's an ongoing mm-hmm. sort of challenge and almost the, the lay people, like the people that I talk to on TikTok, the people that I talk to on Instagram sometimes are sort of more aware and knowledgeable of this conversation than some of my peers are to mm-hmm. date, which, which is still a source of frustration, mm-hmm. but again, an opportunity. Yeah. hundred percent. I have so much hope that another 10 years, like there, it'll be so, it's so undeniable for so many clinicians now and another 10 years, it'll be even more undeniable, sadly, but it's going to wake people up. I think to Agreed. what we can, Agreed. the tools that people can in, lean into. Hair care is so much more than just styling. A daily hair and scalp health regimen can make a huge difference. Way's new scalp serum and thick and full supplements are a complete solution for promoting the appearance of thicker, fuller, and healthier hair. Way's thick and full supplements are vegan one-a-day supplements with zero flavor that supports thicker, fuller, and healthier hair. It reduces the appearance of shedding and supports hair strength. It improves your overall hair health, and it contains beauty-boosting ingredients such as biotin and pea shoot extract that promotes thicker, fuller strands. And Way's scalp serum is a daily serum that can be used day or night with wet or dry hair. It soothes irritation from tight ponytails and excessive hair detangling. It contains skincare-inspired ingredients such as hyaluronic acid and adaptogens. It's safe for color-treated and chemical-treated hair, and it's vegan, gluten-free, and cruelty-free ingredients. My patients rave about this stuff. I hear about it all the time. It has a cult following. I know you're going to love this. Grow all the way with Waze Scalp Serum and Thick and Full Supplements. Go to theway.com and use code WILLCOLE to get 15% off your entire purchase. Again, that's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com using code WILLCOLE. I get asked all the time, what do I think about apple cider vinegar? Should they bring it into their life? Should they not? What are the benefits? Well, It's actually a great tool to consider, but the secret is to do it in the right way because it's a strong food medicine and sometimes it could be too strong and can burn your stomach and burn your esophagus because it is such a potent food medicine. So the way that I get it and the way that I would harness the amazing health benefits is the apple cider vinegar complex from Paleo Valley. I've used it for years and swear by it because you get all the healing properties of apple cider vinegar, but without all the fuss and without the burn because ACV has been shown to support digestion, breaking down proteins, amino acids for better absorption. Think of it as a whole food-based digestive enzyme. It improves blood sugar response, supporting with satiety and cravings. So if you're hangry, you have to check this out. And the main ingredient, acetic acid, supports in extracting nutrients from food for use by the body. What I love about this formula is that they blend ACV with healing spices such as turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, and lemon for added benefits for digestion and blood sugar balance. It's super convenient. Take it every day to support your gut health, support your blood sugar balance, and so much more. Head on over to paleovalley.com slash Dr. Will for 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com slash D-R-W-I-L-L for 15% off. Hey guys, it's Hunter and Michaela, and this is the Model Citizen Podcast. 
we wanted to let the members of our community experience a different side of us that they see glimmers of, but never the full force. Exactly. We wanted a place where we could talk unfiltered about anything and everything, including our lives and experiences in the modeling industry, beauty, fashion, dating, sex, marriage, a dash of political commentary, and of course, pop culture, honey. We're going all the way in. Tune in every Thursday for a giggle, a laugh, and maybe even a tear or two. You've just found your new best friends, and we're so happy to have you. Let's let's go there with leaky skin. We talk about leaky gut syndrome. Most people on the show know about that. The blood-brain barrier with leaky brain, neuroinflammation, leaky skin. I've never talked about it on the show before. So let's go there. What what I've heard you talk about this. What is it? Yep. So I, I think I might I might be able to take credit for coining the term. I don't know if anyone said leaky skin before I, I did. I think but you're I, the first. I'm I'm a huge fan of yours. As we sort of spoke about offline, I've listened to several of your podcasts. I'm always learning from you, and I love that. But one of the things you do talk about so eloquently, so articulately, is this concept of a leaky gut, and and I, you know, that that concept that sort of the you know that dysbiosis and that imbalance of the bacteria in the gut, combined with you know because of our diet, because of chronic stress levels, you know, whatever the triggering factors are, you know, it can it can make the gut more permeable, right? And so it can sort of let those the toxins, things that are supposed to be maintained and housed within the gut are now all of a sudden leaking out and seeping out into the bloodstream and they're triggering systemic inflammation. Now, when we think about leaky skin, so when you think about like a healthy skin barrier, like what is, what is the skin supposed to do? Mm -hmm. So the skin is supposed to act like a barrier. And when, when a skin barrier is acting in a healthy way, it's able to trap moisture in. So it's able to keep and hold moisture And it's able to prevent and block harmful irritants, allergens, pollutants from coming in, entering the skin and and stimulating inflammation, right? So that's a healthy skin barrier. It sort of keeps the good in, it keeps the moisture in, and it blocks the bad out. Now, unfortunately, when we do certain things with our skincare, certain types of cleansing, certain types of exfoliating, certain types of skincare habits that we engage in, you know, and, or when we're very stressed or we're not having the right diet, you know, all those things can impact the skin barrier function. What can happen is that we can actually end up with a little bit of dysbiosis on the skin. The bacterial balance goes off on the skin. And that barrier function is no longer able to really sort of function properly. And so the water is, is basically evaporating out of the skin surface. Our skin becomes dehydrated. It's not as dewy and healthy. And, 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 and then the air irritants, the allergens, the pollutants, the things in our environment that are not supposed to enter, even the pathogens, all of a sudden they're able to take hold, they're able to enter. And so they they wake up the immune system in an unhealthy way and they stimulate low-grade chronic inflammation. And so, you know, we're seeing that manifest in an increase in people who are claiming to have what's called sensitive skin. So it seems like a nebulous term, like what is sensitive skin? But over over 50% of the American population now identifies as having sensitive skin. And that's sort of a new phenomenon. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the past, people didn't really feel like their skin was sensitive. But now if you ask, you know, any of my patients, my social media followers, 
there's a lot of conversation about like, you know, my skin sometimes feels like it's tight. Sometimes it feels like it's stinging or burning, you know, not, not every day, but you know, sometimes, you know, it just feels a little off or maybe I'm getting these tiny little red bumps. That's almost like sandpaper, you know, is it acne or am I reacting to something? Am I allergic to something? So it's almost like reactive skin. Like your skin d- doesn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's sensitive skin. And we're seeing a lot of that because of a leaky barrier mm-hmm. because of a disruption in the skin barrier. But, you know, an impaired skin barrier you know, and leaky skin can also be contributing to these other chronic skin conditions that we're seeing as well. You know, so so I'm doing a lot of counseling in the office regarding like, how do you reseal that healthy barrier? How do you rebalance the skin microbiome and how do you heal, you know, leaky skin and 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 restore, you know, the, the, the barrier function that we sort of rely on the skin to be providing. Mm. So what are some things that we can do? Like, what are some things that people can do right now? If they think, I, I think I have that. I have sensitized skin. I have, I think I have leaky skin. What, what, what are some things we can do? Yeah. So, so one of the biggest mistakes that people make is that they over cleanse the skin. Mm. So when we think about cleansing, we really want to stay away from anything that's alkaline, so the skin is actually slightly acidic. The skin loves, it's called the acid mantle. That's sort of the fancy word that mm-hmm. the dermatologists use to describe the skin surface. But a, the skin likes to be sort of at a pH of, you know, so you're on like five to six or on 5.5 or so. That's where that's when the skin is happy and healthy. That's when the balance of microbes is intact. So sometimes people will be reaching for cleansers or soaps that are harsh and alkaline. And that can be very disruptive of the skin barrier. A lot of the natural soaps that are out there, if you you can actually take a pH testing strip, mm. so you can order those online, guys. They're really easy to get, like right on Amazon. You order pH testing strips; they're cheap. And then you can sort of wet your soap bar, or or just put a little bit of your cleanser, you know, on on a little plate or something like that. Dip the pH strip in there, and then what you do is you compare the color to the box. And you can see you know, if it's slightly acidic or if it's alkaline, if it's basic. If it's alkaline or basic, that's going to be very damaging for the skin barrier. So that's one of the big mistakes that people make. Another mistake that people make in terms of sort of disrupting the skin barrier and creating leaky skin is that they over exfoliate. So, so scrubs, like anything gritty, anything when you sort of rub your hands together and you feel almost like that sandy sand or particulate feeling between your fingers, that's actually harmful for your skin and for your skin barrier. So we don't want to be using scrubs. We don't want to use a a buff puff, a loofah, a washcloth, a brush. Like, I mean, brushing your face, Clarisonic went out of business partially because of this, because people, because the science is now coming out saying you don't actually want to brush your skin, right? Even, you know, it's, it's so, so any kind of instruments, you really want to try to avoid those instruments. A lot of fragrances can also be very irritating to the skin barrier um, and can actually trigger leaky skins. You also need to be very, very careful when it comes to certain fragrances. Um, Fragrance-free is ideal. I know that's a lot more challenging when it comes to skincare formulations because part of the appeal is that sensorial experience, right? You open it, ooh, it smells delicious. Mm -hmm. I love it. Marketers know that, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're selling a skincare product, they'll try to throw in a little bit of fragrance, but but unfortunately, a lot of the fragrances can actually be known irritants for the skin, you know, and uh, and adding topical products, skincare products that have prebiotics in them is a wonderful way to restore that healthy barrier. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's something to start looking for. But a lot of products are starting to come out, especially really good moisturizers. They're starting to come out with, with prebiotics. It's, it's much more tricky to, to formulate with probiotics when it comes to skincare mm-hmm. because, 
with skincare products, most of them have a w- water in them. So most of them are what's called an emulsion, meaning like a cleanser, a serum, a moisturizer. They have a little bit of water mixed in. That's called an emulsion. When there's water mixed in, there's a very high risk for contamination meaning that the shelf life of that product is not going to be very long. So formulators will add preservatives and preservatives are very important when it comes to skincare. They're sort of like a necessary evil, right? So because they really do prevent, you know, harmful pathogenic microbes from growing, you don't want a fungus growing in your, in your eye cream, right? You don't want, you don't want pseudomonas growing in your serum, you know? So, so it's important to use preservatives, but if you think about it, well, if you're putting a preservative in your jar of skin cream, how does that preservative know to kill off the harmful bacteria or fungus, right? But wait, I don't want to kill off the probiotic because that's the good, like that the preservative doesn't know that. So a lot of these skincare companies are coming out and they're slapping the word probiotic on, on the label. And unfortunately, that's a little bit more of a marketing ploy because mm. they're, they're really, it's very hard to have a living bacteria in, in that formulation, right? So I, you know, I, think, I think more of the sort of transparent skincare companies are going to come out and really talk more about this concept of prebiotics and postbiotics mm. in skincare. And then last, you know, diet absolutely can affect the skin barrier as well. And so can stress, you know, so thinking about dietary triggers refined carbohydrates, processed comfort foods, devoid of fiber, that's going to also contribute to leaky skin because if your gut is inflamed, it's very likely that your skin is going to be inflamed as well indirectly, because as you know, everything sort of talks to the immune system Mm -hmm. and there's those conversations back and forth between the microbes and the immune system all day long. Mm. Have you heard about higher dose, man? I am a higher dose super fan and have been for years. Higher Dose is a one-of-a-kind at-home spa experience at the intersection of wellness, health, and beauty. Higher Dose's line of infrared devices harnesses the most cutting-edge healing technologies available from infrared's healing heat to PEMF's grounding technology to red light's rejuvenating rays. Their best-selling portable infrared sauna blanket makes it super easy to get hot and high from anywhere. You just lay down inside this comfy blanket, turn up the heat, and sweat it out. Infrared therapy supports glowing skin, deeper sleep, and a balanced mood. And as your core temperature heats up, your brain releases a dose of happy chemicals, leaving you feeling euphoric after your sweat session. The blanket's deeply penetrating heat instantly boosts blood flow, flooding your body with enviable benefits like radiant and youthful skin, higher energy, a boosted mood, and decreased bloat. Seriously, my friends, I love this. I have it. I, it you roll it up. It fits neatly in anywhere. Like if you have a small space, I don't have tons of room in my house, and I just roll the sauna blanket underneath my bed. It doesn't take up any space and I use it. It's convenient and very effective. Get your own infrared sauna blanket, your infrared PEMF mat. I use it every day when I'm consulting patients. This thing is so great to ground your body and make you feel more alert and focused and zen out throughout the day or their red light face mask at higherdose.com today and use my exclusive promo code Coal 15 at checkout to save 15% off site wide. That's higherdose.com exclusive promo code Coal 15. That's C O L E 15 
or just go to higherdose.com slash Cole. People age at different speeds and the date on your license may not represent your inner biological age at all. If you're looking for ways to extend your health span and slow down the aging process, the keys to your health and the keys to your longevity run in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to improve your metabolism, reduce your stress levels, improve your sleep, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you are optimized and where you are not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, the right nutrition, and right supplementation for your body. It's bioindividuality at its best. And what I really love about this is what they call the Inner Age 2.0. Add InnerAge 2.0 to any plan for a definitive calculation of your true biological age. You're going to be shocked when you see your results to see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well. That's insidetracker.com forward slash art of being well, or use code Will Cole. And another thing that I've heard you talk about is sleep. How can poor sleep or not optimal sleep impact our skin? So when you're not sleeping for at least for, for a couple of nights in a row, you know, it's, it's really the, the more, the more your sleep is disrupted. And, and I'm not talking about like not sleeping at all. Like even if you're just a lighter sleeper, the quality is, is really not as, as good as it should be, you know, or if the quantity, if you're sort of, you know, oh, I can get away with five hours, I can get away with six hours, you know, and you're sort of cutting yourself short. What can happen is that's, that's registered by the body as stress, as chronic stress. And so it's going to elevate your cortisol levels. And when your cortisol and stress hormone levels are elevated like that, it actually has been shown specifically in the skin to inhibit or slow down the production of healthy lipids, those healthy fats that we need to trap in moisture. The fats are so important when it comes to our, our skin barrier. It's been shown to actually inhibit and slow down production of collagen and an ingredient called hyaluronic acid, which is also part of our skin. And, and the collagen, the hyaluronic acid, like when those are being broken down faster than they're being replaced in your skin, that's gonna show up as dry skin, sensitive skin, fine lines, loss of elasticity, dilated pores, you know, even poor wound healing, quite honestly. We see that too when there's elevated stress levels. If you get a cut, it just doesn't heal you know, as quickly. Got it. Something that I've also learned from you on social media, on TikTok, on Instagram is skin cycling. Can you share about what, what is skin cycling? Teach us. So I'm obsessed with skin cycling. So I have been teaching my followers and teaching my patients for many, many years that the way to get optimal skin health is to cycle through your nighttime routine. So at night, this is my typical skin cycling schedule for most people that will literally transform your skin. So say Monday night, you want to exfoliate. And remember we talked about how scrubs are not good for the skin. Mm -hmm. So there are chemical exfoliants, meaning things like alpha hydroxy acids, like glycolic acid, lactic acid, beta hydroxy acids, like salicylic acid that are actually 
beautiful and much more gentle in terms of exfoliating the skin. So Monday night, you want to exfoliate. Tuesday night is your retinoid night. So whether you're using an over-the-counter retinol or you're using a prescription strength retinoid, that's going to be your second night. And then you want to take two nights, Wednesday and Thursday, to recover, to restore the skin barrier, to nourish the skin microbiome. And then you cycle back. So you exfoliate, retinoid, recover, recover, exfoliate, retinoid, recover, recover. And will the analogy that I draw there is like if you go to the gym and say that you, you know, you do a heavy weightlifting set for your for your legs, right? You're doing squats and you're doing lunges and you're presses, you're, you're heavy weights, right? And you're creating those micro tears in your leg muscles. The next day, are you gonna hit the gym and do that exact same lower body routine? Shouldn't. That's, yeah. It's counterintuitive. Like, of course you need you, if you, yeah, creating those little micro tears is fine, but then you need to give yourself a chance to recover. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're going to maybe, maybe you'll go to upper body. Maybe you'll do a cardio day. Maybe you'll do Pilates or yoga that day, you know, but, but you know, athletes, really high performance athletes understand this concept of sort of cycling through. Right. And, and there are certain muscle groups that sort of take a little bit longer to recover than others. But, but if you're, you know, really sort of uh, stressing them and challenging them in, in a positive way on one day, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to do that again the next day and the day after that, or else mm -hmm. it leads to injury. Right. And the same thing happens with the skin. You sort of want to push it outside its comfort zone. You want to challenge it with these very potent, very active ingredients. And then you want to take a step back and you want to let it recover. And specifically, what are you allowing to recover? You want the acid mantle, you want the pH to be restored, you want the microbiome balance to be restored, you want those healthy fats and lipids to be restored. So you're really focusing on recovery nights on ingredients like jojoba oil and squalane oil and sunflower seed oil and, and prebiotics, things that are going to just you know, nourish the skin mm -hmm. and get you back on track so that when you hit it again with that next cycle, you know, you're ready to, to benefit. And I've seen the most dramatic changes in my patient's skin when they start cycling through their skincare. Ah, so good. So on the recovery day, you mentioned these nourishing oils. Do we cleanse as well or are we just doing oils? Yeah. So you, you do want to cleanse. So when it comes to cleansing, most people benefit from cleansing twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. It's not that cleansing is bad. It's more that you, you want to just cleanse the right way. A gentle pH balanced cleanser. You know, sometimes you'll see words like gentle or hydrating, you know, a fragrance free, ideally for mm -hmm. a cleanser, fingertips only. Right. And then you pat dry. And then on the recovery nights, then you want to reach for a moisturizer that has some of those healthy oils and lipids in it. So what's so interesting is if you just put an oil, say that you cleanse and you just throw an oil on the skin, an oil is considered an occlusive. It doesn't actually, it sort of seals moisture in, but it doesn't add moisture to the skin. Mm. So you really want to start with a, either you take a moisturizer and you mix it with a couple of drops of oil, or you look for a moisturizer that already has an oil in it. Or you can use a moisturizer first, then put an oil on top. But you you want to start with what I keep saying the word moisturizer because a moisturizer has a, a bunch of different hydrating ingredients, things called humectants. So those are things that sort of pull the water in. So a humectant is something like hyaluronic acid or glycerin. But they also have emollients and they also have occlusives. Like moisturizers are are better formulated products to really sort of bring that moisture into the skin and hold that moisture into the skin. And the oils can be part of that moisturizer, or they can be sort of a, a top layer that you put on, but you don't want to just use an oil all by itself and think that that's enough 
to bring moisture into your skin because it's actually not. And that's a common mistake that a lot of people make. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, something else that I, I learned from you, I think I, it was a while ago, was was layering, was like maybe a moisture and then a retinol for people that are, have more sensitive skin. Was that, is it, did I get that right? You're, you're genius. I love it. And I mean, I, I learned from you. I, it's all I know is, is from you. My, my husband, like can't even wash his face most nights. So I'm just so impressed by you right now. I hope Josh doesn't listen to this. He's, he's a brilliant spine surgeon, but he's not the most diligent with his skin. But yeah. So, so when it comes to layering, you know, layering is really important. And that's, those are questions that I get all the time and it can get really complicated. So in the morning, the typical layering routine in the morning is you want to cleanse, pat dry. Then you want to put on a vitamin C antioxidant serum, because that's great for protecting your skin from environmental stressors all day long, UV light, blue light, pollution, right? Then you let that dry. Then you put on your moisturizer and then you put on your sunscreen. So that's sort of the typical morning routine when it comes to layering. Now in the evening, what you just mentioned is sort of like layering with a retinoid, which is complicated. So if you are just, if you have sensitive skin or you're just starting out with a retinoid for the first time, What you just said is really, really smart in that you cleanse, you put the moisturizer on first, which is sort of acting like a little bit of a barrier. It's almost diluting the retinoid, right? So when you put the retinoid on top of that, you're not getting the full strength. You're almost deliberately sort of almost some of only a little bit of it is getting through. That's great for people who are just starting out or have sensitive skin. But once you sort of, you know, start to get uh, maybe a couple of weeks later, you're doing okay. No irritation, no stinging, no burning. You can actually switch that order. Mm. So you can cleanse, pat dry, put on your retinoid, then put on your moisturizer. And then you're getting that stronger, more potent dose of the retinoid, right? And, and that's how you slowly ramp up your skincare routine. The same way that you work with people who are on like a low FODMAP diet. And, you know, you're introducing like, you know, a little bit at a time, like don't sit down to, you know, a glass of kombucha, a bowl of cauliflower and a side of garlic. Like, you know, we're, we're not going to like dive in. Right. So take your time, you know, ease your gut into it. And it's sort of that like deliberate, very sort of like, you know, strategic and slow methodology that can, can get you to take steps forward and really see beautiful, beautiful changes in your skin over time. So, so layering is really important. I I wish I could get into even more detail here, but it does get pretty complicated with sort of what, what layer goes on first and when in your skincare journey. That's super smart. I love it. I have to say when I'm consulting patients, one of the top things that I find that's just so overlooked when it comes to people struggling with fatigue and brain fog, feeling run down, it's electrolyte balance. When you push your body too hard or you feel run down, it's extremely important to stay hydrated the right way. Making hydration a priority helps us feel better on a day-to-day basis. One stick of liquid IV hydration multiplier in 16 ounces of water hydrates you, get this, two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV hydration comes in refreshing flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada, and so much more. So what I love about liquid IV is it how it makes you feel, and it's just great tasting functional ingredients. You can take it first thing in the morning before a workout when you feel run down and just daily hydration support. Or if you have a long night out, if you're maybe drinking too much or not eating the right things, this is a game changer to turn the ship around and you can start feeling 
great again. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. And it's made with premium clean ingredients. Grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WILLCOLE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code WILLCOLE at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code WILLCOLE. Something you said for the morning routine, sunscreen. I know there's so many different opinions in the industry about sunscreen, what sunscreen we should do, how like we sunlight, do we avoid it at all costs? Is a little bit okay? Like what's your opinion being such a researcher and knowing the data, what should we be looking out for? You know, when it comes to being in the sun, there are so many benefits, right? There's the emotional benefit. There's the fact that some people are more active when they're outside and, and they just, you know, love being a little bit more physically active. They get a better workout when they're outside, you know, the endorphins bonding with your family during the summer or, or just being able to be outside has so many, so many psychological and emotional, you know, and physical benefits. So, you know, I, I do take a balanced approach, you know, it's not all or nothing. I, I remember growing up, well, my my dermatologist looked like a vampire. I'm not going to say her name, but I remember <laughs> meeting her and she was like, never go in the sun. And, and she was white as a ghost. And I was like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do think that, that you should be outside, but you want to just be smart about it. You know? So yes, I do wear sunscreen. I wear my vitamin C serum, my, a really good, you know, antioxidant vitamin C serum. And then I put on my sunscreen. If I'm going to be indoors most of the day, you know, then I'll put on my vitamin C serum and a moisturizer. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm working by a window, okay, then I'll wear, you know, maybe an SPF 15. I don't go crazy, but if I'm going to be spending a significant time outdoors, you know, even if it's just driving to my office, like I'm still seeing patients in person, you know, so I, I'm, I drive and, and a lot of the UV rays, the UVA actually penetrates through window glass. So, so on those days, yeah, I do put on a sunscreen mm -hmm. and, you know, I think it, it is such a controversial area. And I think we're learning so much, you know, every, every month and every year in terms of like, you know, what is safe for our bodies? Are, are some of these ingredients potentially, you know, hormone disruptors? Are they potentially affecting our coral reefs and our marine life and our environment? And, you know, so I think we, we are learning. I, you know, I'm not a fan of fear mongering. I don't want to, you know, make people afraid, you know, to use these products. But I do think that there's, you know, there are certain brands that are making more of an effort mm -hmm. to, you know, to really sort of look at the ingredients and make sure that they're including sort of the safer ingredients. Like the FDA has said that zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, the physical blockers are considered grass, generally recognized as safe, right? So those we're really not worried too much about absorption into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. The chemical sunscreens are still under investigation. Some of them are definitely more concerning, like oxybenzone is one that you know I really do try to avoid. There are some chemical sunscreens that seem to have more of a detrimental effect to our health, potentially are being absorbed into the bloodstream at a higher level, potentially impacting you know our, our marine life and our environment and accumulating in our water supply. Like those are ones I'm not as gung-ho about, mm -hmm. right? And using sun protective fabrics has been a really big part of that transition for myself and for my family. Mm -hmm. I have a 
my little chicken, um, McLean. She's turning 10 next week, actually. I see, I'm seeing her grow up on social media. She's getting so oh tall, God. so big. She's teaching me all about TikTok. She's like my TikTok <laughs> editor. I'm not even kidding. She's like, mom, let's do a TikTok. And I'm like, dude, sure. I just have no idea how to dance and I totally can't do any of this editing. Like, she's like, I got you, mom. I got That's you. so sweet. But yeah, so she wears these like sun protective. She doesn't like to reapply her sunscreen. She's a redhead. Redheads are by definition, high risk for melanoma, skin cancer. You know, so I'm really protective of her and she just hates reapplying and I hate running around and yelling at her to reapply. So, so she wears a lot of these some UPF 50 plus fabrics, these like rash guards and they're super cute now. They're really trendy. Mm -hmm. And so she'll just wear a lot of those during the summer, you know, and so it, it becomes a little bit less of a hassle. She just has to put sunscreen on the exposed areas like her face, you know, and her legs. And if she's wearing like a long sleeve rash guard, she doesn't have to worry about her chest her back, her arms makes our lives a lot easier. Great. So in the winter, if people are listening to this in the winter, are, do you still recommend people to wear SPF during the winter as well? So if, if you're working by a window, so window glass, UVA rays can penetrate through window glass. Okay. UVA, think A for aging. UVA rays penetrate deeper into the skin, into the dermal layer, and they break down your collagen. So they lead to loss of elasticity, fine lines, wrinkles, dilated pores. They also lead to hyperpigmentation. People with skin of color who deal with sort of dark marks or melasma or post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation after acne. So so for, for, you know, for a lot of people, it does make sense to wear a sunscreen all year round. Got it. If there's a day that you're, if you're zooming from home, if you're, you know, for you, I know you know, there's, there's days that you do, like you see people from all over the world, right. But you may be doing it all in front of a screen. Yeah. So then the UV rays are less of an issue for you, but the blue light coming from your screen is an issue. So in that case, like the typical sunscreens don't protect you against, against blue light. Mm -hmm. You don't really need sunscreen on those days. But having an antioxidant serum, like mm. a vitamin C serum, that's worth doing before you are sitting in front of the screen, you know, all day long. So in that regard, yeah, have not you don't need sunscreen that day unless you're going to take a walk or something. Mm -hmm. Still using an antioxidant serum is really important. Great tips. All right, my friend. The, you, as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. Uh, this is your art of being well. This is the part of the podcast where I just throw out your favorite, ask you a question about your favorite things within wellness and whatever you say is going to be amazing. So I'm excited to, to geek out about all your, all your tips and tricks. Um, Bring it. Is it like rapid fire? Yeah. Do I, it, we can go <laughs> off of tangent. We can go on tangents. Well, I mean, it, okay. not necessarily rapid fire. I say that, but I'm like, there, these, some, these answers are going to be so good. They don't have to be rapid though. Question number one, if you're stuck on an island and you're looking for survival and nutrient density, one food only, what would that food be? Wild caught salmon, no question. Omega-3 fatty acids, astaxanthin, all those amazing, uh, you know, amino acids for skin, hair, and nails, salmon all the way. I just also happen to be a total salmon addict. Love so, yeah. it. That, that's what I would say. I would say salmon, sardines, some anchovies, something like that. Um, uh, you're, you're way cooler than I am with the sardines. I can't, I know they're so good for you and I just can't go there, but I'm, one of these days I will. We'll have to like eat together and we'll have to <laughs> yes. throw sardines on like, some kind of a salad. <laughs> exactly. Let's do it. All right. Completely opposite now, purely on taste and like deliciousness, health benefits aside, one food for the rest of your life, what would that food be? Okay. So like really, really well-made oatmeal. 
ah. with cinnamon and, oh, let's throw on the ghee or the butter. I mean, Love so long it. as we're taking health benefits, you know, <laughs> out of it, like, like just, you know, maple syrup, but even, I mean, honestly, I think over the years, my taste buds have really changed to appreciate more of the, you know, the quality good foods. So, you know, whereas I think in the past, I probably would have said like pecan pie. That was definitely my Achilles heel. Now, when I'm thinking about my oatmeal, like even the idea of just throwing like some, you know, some crap butter and some like fake maple syrup actually is sort of off-putting. Mm -hmm. So I think I probably would put all the good stuff in there. So it would probably end up being delicious and also healthy. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I love occasionally I'll have steel cut oatmeal with peanut butter and, and organic like maple syrup. Peanut butter with oatmeal, mm -hmm. really good. Just like a... Peanut butter cookie and maybe some peanut raisins. butter with anything. Yeah, exactly. My my poor daughter's generation, they like missed out on the whole peanut butter train. Like they do like sun <laughs> sunflower butter, sun butter. She has like what is that no. sun butter? But I mean, the, all these allergens again yeah. because of our stupid microbiome issues. But right. yeah, I mean that's like a whole. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I I think of the kids that can't even. You're right. They I, my kids are homeschooled, so I don't realize that like peanut butter is not a thing for many people's school. Yeah. And the rate of allergies and eczema is just through the roof. And a lot of that has to do with that obsession with hygiene that we sort of went through. Right. So I think we're, you know, we're, we're swinging the other end of the pendulum and now people are like, play in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we get more <laughs> back into that. All right. What are two supplements that have been the biggest game changers for you personally? So, you know, I think that collagen powder, when it's done well, and when the, you know, the, whoever is creating that is doing a really good job looking at the contaminants and making sure that there's no heavy metal contamination, that it's really from, you know, a really high quality source. That's been really interesting in my practice because I do a lot of like lasers and microneedling and Sculptra. You know, I do these sort of what are called biostimulatory procedures in the office. And when people are recovering, they need to sort of regenerate their own collagen. And I find that by taking proper oral supplementation, following those procedures, they actually get a, a much greater benefit. So that's one. And then vitamin D supplementation. Like I, you know, I think that that's vitamin D. I really do get my vitamin D from supplements, not from the sun. I mm -hmm. don't rely on the sun to get my vitamin D. So, you know, that's, that's a supplement. Like I don't travel without, I always have my vitamin D with me. Love it. I'll, I'll send you Holy Main which I formulated for Agent Natur. It is my pure third-party tested marine collagen with pearl powder. People are like game changing, like what they're seeing with their hair and their skin. Pretty powerful. Amazing. I can't wait to try it. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. All right. Next question. What is one wellness myth that you would like to dispel and, and clear up? Steaming your face is good for your skin. Let's go there. So- yeah. So steaming um, actually can disrupt the microbiome. Steaming can release histamine. Steaming can lead to hyperpigmentation. Steaming can lead to melasma. Steaming wake up, wakes up your melanocytes, the pigment producing cells in your skin. And it will lead to dark spots. It'll contribute to, you know, a lot of people get acne and an acne spot goes away and it leaves a mark. You know, a great way to get that mark to be darker and never go away is if you steam your face. Wow. People think that steaming opens your pores. Pores are not doors. 
they don't just open and close. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's really not much of a benefit at all to steaming your face and heat as we know, infrared heat, there's different types of heat triggers, you know, oxidative stress in the skin, free radical damage. And it's actually just not good for the skin. And I feel like there's so many people out there that are like, oh, I need to go for my facial and I have to start with steaming. And now there's couple of estheticians who are really smart about it and they're trying to, you know, steer their, their clients away from steaming, but that's still a pervasive myth. Uh, That's a great one. So when people are like, I've been in like steam or you walk in hot and you feel um, like it's more of the condensation of the water on your skin than, than your pores opening, right? It's like the sensation they think it's opening, but got it. Yeah. And and you do, when you have warmer temperatures, you do get enhanced penetration of products that you're putting on your skin, mm-hmm. but not it, the, the negative effects of the steam are, are much greater than those benefits of potentially increasing the penetration of some helpful ingredients. Got it. All right. What is one wellness brand? It could be a food, it could be a snack, it could be a product that you've really been loving lately. So Peloton yoga. So Kristen McGee, Dennis Morton, like these are my, my peeps, man. Oh, I love like, you. I, it's, yes. I, yeah. I, I love these so guys. I, yeah. Like I, I really do feel like it just start. I used to get a deep tissue massage. I used to like, I used to have a lot of sort of aches and pains. I do, you know, I do some strength training and, you know, I really looked forward to my sort of therapeutic massage. And then when COVID started, I was like, you know what? Don't feel so comfortable getting so close to anybody right now. So I started doing yoga and I was like, wow, I like more regularly, I dabbled in yoga before, but I was never like a yoga, you know, addict. And then when I really started practicing regularly, it was dialing down my stress. I was sleeping better at night and my aches and pains, my lower back discomfort, my tight IT bands, like everything felt better so much more dramatically than I used to feel after getting those massages. And I was like, dude, I'm doing this from home. It's free, you know, like while my daughter's, you know, getting ready or whatever it is, you know, before she even wakes up in the morning. It's been game changing. So I'm a huge, you know, supporter of, of anybody who's doing sort of, you know, virtual yoga classes. Mm-hmm. Definitely try it if you haven't yet. Love it. I, I'll tell you what, I love Peloton's meditation as well. Chelsea Jackson Roberts, who also does yoga too. She's my favorite meditation teacher. My favorite. Do you do the other Peloton classes or just the yoga? I do all of that. I'm all, the same way I, I cycle through my skincare. I cycle through everything. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do hit, I do cardio. I Me do too. the bar classes with Allie Love and I do the strength yeah. with Jess Sims and I do, yes. you know, I mean, they're all, they're all amazing. Oh, so like and I, I, The variety is, is amazing. It's like having a whole little like group of personal trainers. I in love my them. Home and I be, feel like they're my friends, but, but they're not, but, <laughs> but we're <laughs> Rebecca Kennedy, I love for strength. I love the Flash 15 oh, though the from Just Sims. The Flash 15. Agreed. So. Those are my favorite because you get a little cardio and you get a little strength in there. And by the end of those 15 minutes, you're like, wow, I'm like, I'm totally like drenched. And it was 15 <laughs> minutes. And, and she's just got the best attitude. I, yeah. I love her, her personality and her go-getter attitude. Yeah, me too. All right. What's one, speaking of yoga and meditation, but what's one spiritual practice or mindfulness practice that's really been helpful for you? Yeah. So I have to say, I do struggle with a little bit of insomnia every now and then. And if I'm, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm sort of just thoughts are racing, one of the things that really helps me is just deep breathing. And I just, you know, I breathe in and I count to four, I hold it. I try to fill my lungs. I hold it for a count to four. And then I breathe out for a count to four. And I try to really empty my lungs. And I'll repeat that a couple of times. And 
I can feel my body just completely relaxing and I'm able to get back to sleep in a way that before I really sort of mastered that breathing technique, I wasn't able to do. So that's been really helpful. Perfect. What is a book that you've read in the last year? It could be fiction, nonfiction, doesn't matter. That's really inspired you or got you thinking in a, in a fresh new way. Other, other than your books. Oh, thank you. Cause I love your books. Your books are amazing. Okay. I'm looking at my shelf. So I am, I am the first person to admit that I like, I read PubMed all day long. <laughs> like I'm always do. reading scientific studies. So, so I'm going to just change that question. And I'm going to, because I, I rarely sit down to read a book anymore, unless it's one of the ones that you're coming out with. And I'm a Thank huge you. fan of your books. Thank I you. love your books. So one of the most recent articles that I just read was about propolis. And I don't even know if I'm saying it right, yeah, but it's you know, from, from the hive and, and basically ingesting it and how it, it's sort of has these prebiotic sort of activities and can rebalance, it can inhibit the growth of some harmful bacteria in the gut, can encourage the growth of some beneficial bacteria. Mm -hmm. And it's got some sort of polyphenolic compounds mm -hmm. in it that are acting, you know, as, as prebiotics. And I think it's just that that whole area of research to me mm -hmm. is fascinating because it's not just about the gut. It's the, it's the system-wide implications. Like I, I think that we're going to be seeing so many more ingestible supplements that are geared towards really helping with the, with the health of the skin, hair, and nails in the next coming years, because all, all that science and research is just exploding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Propolis. This, it is like the hives and immune system in a way. It's really cool. Yep. We can get those benefits. All right. Last question. What is your favorite restaurant in the world and what do you order when you go there? Okay. So my new obsession is boxcar. I live in Greenwich, Connecticut, and I practice in New York, but I live in Greenwich and I just recently discovered boxcar, which I order. So what do I get? I get a beautiful salad with uh, tomatoes and corn and and salmon. Their salmon is seasoned just so beautifully. And then they got to get a side of roasted veggies and they do their veggies. They have yellow beets, Brussels sprouts. It's this beautiful medley and the way that it's just seasoned so well that I'm like just completely obsessed with this restaurant right now. So I'm Love sorry, it. it's not like a chain that all of you guys can access, <laughs> but if any of you come to Greenwich, I'll take you out to Boxcar. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds delicious. All right, my friend, how can people get in contact, like get into what you're doing and get connected with you? Yeah. Come follow me at Dr. Whitney Bow. So it's at Dr. Whitney Bow. And that's on Instagram. It's TikTok. I have a YouTube channel, Dr. Whitney Bow. My website is drwhitneybow.com. I wrote the book, The Beauty of Dirty Skin. If you really want to take that deep dive, got a hundred references in the back of that, you know, really diving into the science. And I, I love, I genuinely, I'm the one, if somebody, you know, DMs me or writes a comment, like I'm commenting back, it's me. You know, I'm, I'm literally the person who, you know, responds frontline to everything. Cause I, I really feel like I learned so much from those conversations. So if you guys have questions, throw them my way and I will, I will get to them. I, I promise. Thank you so much. Come back anytime. Thank you so much for the work. I'm going to have you, to have you on, on my channels. We're going to have to do a live soon. Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Well, anytime. I have some exciting news that Dr. Whitney wanted me to share with you all. 
and you're one of the first to hear this on this episode, is the launch of her brand new skincare line. It's called Dr. Whitney Bow Beauty or DWB Beauty. And they are giving the listeners of The Art of Being Well a 10% discount code. So what you have to do is head on over to drwhitneybowbeauty.com and then use code drwillcole10, that's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E-1-0 for 10% off her amazing new skincare line. And she uses her years of experience in these products and they're years and years in the making. And the listeners of The Art of Being Well get a sneak peek right now. So head on over to drwhitneybowbeauty.com. At the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything. And you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have already come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. Now it's time for an Ask Me Anything. Today's question is from Amanda. Amanda asks, My husband insists that drinking organic wine is healthy for him because of the resveratrol and antioxidants, but I'm not so sure. He drinks a glass or two a few nights a week and some more on the weekend. Is this healthy for someone to do or not? (laughs) Well, I feel like I'm going to get between (laughs) you and your husband right now to settle this debate. And I say this with complete love and compassion and everybody's on their own journey. But let me give you my functional medicine opinion on alcohol. Actually, a few weeks ago, it may have have been a month or so ago, I think somebody asked something similar about heart health and wine, or is it overall from an antioxidant standpoint, something that's good to bring into your life or part of a healthy lifestyle. So let's look at the data because actually, There's a lot of recent research coming out of the scientific literature looking at this. Specifically, there's a study that I'm thinking of that was out of the European Society of Cardiology, and they found that levels of alcohol consumption that were currently considered safe have actually been shown to hurt heart health. And I mean, it's a bigger conversation about the conflation of resveratrol and the conflation between causation and correlation. There's a big difference. But anyways, the study here used the Irish definition of one standard drink, i.e. one unit, which is 10 grams of alcohol. Participants were categorized according to their weekly alcohol intake. Group number one, no alcohol. Group, Group number two, low alcohol, less than seven units, up to one 750 milliliter bottle of 12.5% wine or three and a half 500 milliliter cans of 4.5% beer. Then there was the third group, which was moderate alcohol, which was considered seven to 14 units, up to two bottles of 12.5% wine or seven cans of beer. And then the fourth group was considered the high alcohol intake, above 14 units, which is more than two bottles of wine or seven cans of beer. In the pre-heart failure group, compared with no alcohol use, moderate or high intake was associated with a 4.5-fold increased risk of worsening of heart health. The relationship was also observed when moderate and high levels were analyzed separately. And shockingly, there were no protective associations found for low 
alcohol intake. The study suggests that drinking more than 70 grams of alcohol per week is associated with worsening of pre-heart failure or progression of heart health problems. And again, the researchers did not observe any health benefits of low alcohol usage. So there are many studies like this coming out of the journals showing the same thing. I mean, the truth is alcohol is a toxin on the body and study after study is showing that even low amounts is not healthy. There's no health benefits associated. And if your husband's interested in resveratrol, there's a lot of healthier ways to get resveratrol. You can get it in supplement form, you can get with in fruits and vegetables. I would focus on those things, supplement, you can get the therapeutic amounts of resveratrol and supplement extract form, and you get all the amazing benefits without the toxicity that alcohol can bring. But Look, I love that he's drinking organic wine. I guess that's the silver lining. If I have to be a pragmatist about this, and I have to be with patients that really still want to keep alcohol in their life occasionally or in their life, then I would say an organic, biodynamic, regenerative, low alcohol wine would be the way to go because it's low alcohol. It's the least offensive and the additives and the other things that a lot of domestic wines have in their drinks aren't there if they're fitting the criteria of what I just mentioned. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.